Doctor's Kitchen. Recipes, health, lifestyle. Welcome to Doctor's Kitchen Snack Size. Snack Size snippets from the main podcast, all about food, medicine, lifestyle, and how to improve your health today. Today's snack size is all about how we measure aging. With all the interest in aging and a burgeoning industry, including drugs and supplements and other interventions like cryo and beyond that claim to reverse your age, how do we even know that they work? How do they measure aging in and of itself? Andrew Steele on episode 118 gives us a wonderful summary of the aging field, why epigenetic clocks are something to watch out for, as well as the hallmarks of aging. It's a fascinating full-length episode that you can check out on the Doctor's Kitchen website. Just type in episode 118 or search Andrew Steele Doctor's Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts for the full episode. It is a must listen, but enjoy this snack size for now. Are there, are there sort of like clinical measures of aging that do you, do you think would become available to us as clinicians such that we can actually measure and intervene where appropriate when people are, are going past a certain point in life? I think that's definitely coming down the line. And like, I think we've all got this intuition that, you know, some people seem to age better than others. And some people are biologically older than what it says on their birth certificate. And actually, uh, what my wife calls this the end of bedogram. I'm sure you've performed one of these, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. you just, you, you go and see a new patient and you go, oh gosh, you know, she looks a bit older than it says on her birth certificate. You know, she's, she's not long for this world or whatever. Actually, there's some scientific validity to that idea that patients, not just patients, but people who look older actually are biologically older. So there was this fascinating study done in 2009 where they got a panel of assessors to rate how old they thought someone's face looked and then they correlated that with their future risk of death and disease and it turned out that looking older actually corresponded to being biologically older being at more risk of ill health being at more risk of death Mm. so clearly and I, i mean this isn't really surprising because actually when you look at the causes of aging the sort of biological molecular causes that you know cause everything they they i should say they cause everything they cause cancer they cause heart disease but they also cause the wrinkles the gray hair the sort of cosmetic Mm. external factors so the fact that all of these things are driven by the same processes means you know in a way it's unsurprising that your biological age is shown on your face you know effectively it's it's sort of reflecting the wrinkles and gray hair as it were on your internal organs even though obviously that's not exactly how they manifest inside you yeah. luckily as well you know we're not going to be consigned to doing end of bedograms for the rest of time there are some sort of more <laughs> hardcore scientific ideas as well i think one of the most exciting is something called the epigenetic clock yes and this is where you uh, can take you can, you can do it with a blood sample you can actually do it with a sample of any tissue in the whole body but i guess you know often we go for blood because that's a nice easy one to get out rather than grabbing a bit of someone's liver or something and the idea is that you measure the um you measure these things called epigenetic marks these are sort of like bookmarks and notes all over your dna so in the middle of your cell you've got your dna your instruction manual and every single one of the cells in your body that has dna has the same instruction manual and that's sort of crazy if you think about it because you know you've got brain cells you've got liver cells you've got lung cells you've got skin cells all these cells doing such wildly different functions but they've got the same instructions at the center so obviously the body has to have some way of saying okay you're a skin cell what you need is activate these genes that are relevant to being a skin cell to doing your job at your part in the body and this is done with these epigenetic marks these sort of little mm-hmm. bookmarks going you know don't look at this bit this bit's super important make lots of this one 
etc etc and it turns out that by looking at how those those bookmarks those epigenetic marks change with age you can judge how old someone is incredibly accurately so you can take a sample from someone's blood you can measure these epigenetic marks and you can work out their age to within three or four years. Now, that's not that exciting. We already have a technology that's much better at working out someone's age than within three or four years because we can look at their birthday. However, <laughs> what's more interesting is that if your epigenetic age is greater than your chronological age, so your birth certificate age, then again, you're at more risk of disease, you're at more risk of death than someone who's got a lower epigenetic age. So you can have either what's called an accelerated epigenetic age or a decelerated epigenetic age. And this isn't quite at the point where there's anything much that we can do with that clinically, because if you if if someone's older, quote unquote, than their than their birthday suggests, um, you know, the advice you'd give them would basically be the same, you know, get some exercise, blah, blah, blah. But I think as we start to understand more about the aging process, we're going to develop drugs that can target particular facets of the aging process. Mm. These biomarkers, as they're called, that tell us how biologically old someone is. They'll tell us if a treatment's working and they'll tell us, you know, whether someone needs a treatment yet or, or, and so on and so on. So I think these things are very much, you know, they're in development and they're not 100 years away from being applied at all. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even from like a very crude point of view, if someone had an accelerated aging process, maybe, you know, as a clinician, I could be a bit more proactive with pinging that person to, you know, make sure they're doing exercise or perhaps even organize health coaching or have them come into the clinic for more regular tests and that kind of stuff in anticipation of, you know, there being these uh, wonderful drugs that I'm sure we're going to get on to talk about a little bit later uh, are being prescribable. Um, but before we get into that, why don't we talk about those features of aging? So you mentioned one, these these epigenetic alterations. Um, I thought there were eight hallmarks of aging, but I must have misread that. In your book, you, you talk about the 10 hallmarks of aging. Yeah, I was, uh, I was mixing things up a bit just to keep you on your toes. So there, there was a All paper right, that yeah. came out in 2013, <laughs> and it's, it was called The Hallmarks of Aging. And there are nine in that paper. There have also ah. been a few other attempts to categorize the uh, various sort of changes that are related with aging. One has seven, I think one has five or six. I can't, there, there are basically biologists don't quite agree. Yeah. And so what I did was I took that 2013 paper, which has nine. I think I combined two. I added one. I, I ended up with 10 somehow. You know, gotcha, it just, yeah. it it's just a happened. nice round number. I like it's it. Not, yeah, exactly. It was, it was very fortunate. And I mean, one of the things that, so one of the things that happened was in the intervening sort of seven or eight years, or, you know, before, since that paper was published, the particular thing we've learned a lot more about is the microbiome. So the sort of bacteria, mm. the fungi in your guts, they seem to have an association association with the aging process that just wasn't mentioned in that paper so anyway i ended up, ended up with 10 of these things i won't go through all of them you know to, say, to save your poor <laughs> listeners ears but um they, they just these are the fundamental underlying causes we think of the aging process and they range in scale across our whole body so i mentioned already dna this instruction manual at the center of mm. every one of our cells that's one of the most changes in that is one of the most fundamental hallmarks so you can imagine if you get damage to your dna or you can get mutations which are effectively spelling mistakes in that instruction manual because of those mistakes that can then uh, lead to various aspects of the aging process and the most obvious one i think that a lot of people will know is related to dna is cancer because mm. cancer is essentially a disease or you accumulate enough mutations in a cell and that allows that cell to carry on dividing and dividing you know become a tumor and eventually potentially you know take your life so that's the sort of very small scale there are then other molecular things like the epigenetics we've just mentioned there are proteins inside your cells that can either change or become damaged or or, all kinds of various things as you age getting onto a slightly bigger scale the cells themselves can age so one thing that i love to talk about is senescent cells i'm sure we'll get onto that a bit later and these are effectively aged cells 
um, which, which we know accumulate as you get older and effectively accelerate aging throughout your body. And then sort of zooming out even further, dysfunction in these sort of smaller scale hallmarks causes dysfunction across the body. And you can get problems with things like signaling, which is the, the communication between your cells that can happen, um, you know, as that gets dysregulated, your whole body can sort of fall out of regulation. And then, you know, bigger still, your immune system. And this is, I already mentioned coronavirus. We've got, you know, we've really sh- seen how older people's immune systems just aren't as powerful as younger people's ones are when it comes to fighting off infection. So the combination of these various smaller hallmarks causes your immune system to age. And that doesn't just affect infectious disease, actually. The other, what, you know, your immune system does a number of other things. Firstly, it seeks and destroys those senescent cells I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So as it gets less effective, it gets less good at that. So you can see how that sort of forms a vicious cycle. And secondly, your immune system is really important for cancer as well, because it's constantly patrolling looking for these cells that are on the route to becoming cancerous and if your immune system gets less effective at that that can make cancer more likely too so you can really see you know i've just given a sort of flavor there rather than a proper in-depth overview of all 10 of them but you can see there are there are a variety of these changes they're all quite interconnected but what's surprising is you know 10 it sounds like quite a lot i've just talked for quite a lot quite a long time about three or four of them but actually if you think about the number of age-related diseases you've got you know there are hundreds of kinds of cancer if you think about the number of ways that your brain can go wrong as you age you know there, there are dozens of types of dementia all with subtly different features all happening at subtly different scales in your body so although there are 10 of these hallmarks and that might sound like quite a lot it's actually a, quite a lot less and it's quite a lot more fundamental than the, mm. the sort of diseases that we currently treat in medicine. And that's what really excites me is that by going after this relative handful of hallmarks, we could potentially address like dozens or even hundreds of age-related diseases. I hope you enjoyed today's Doctor's Kitchen Snack Size. Remember, you can find the full-length episodes on the Doctor's Kitchen website at thedoctorskitchen.com. I'm Dr. Rupi. I will see you here next time. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.